It's a time of the week again for the free Juventino's podcast show number 67. And uh, to all the Juventino's around the world, mamma mia, what a game, what a game. And what does Juventus do to us all? Drivers as absolute putts, I think. Um, what can we say about that game? It's just, I think we need to take a deep breath, analyze it, and uh, we're going to break it all down tonight in our podcast show. So there's a phone-in show tonight. I'll be calling in Juventino Mark, and uh, we can go through what happened in the uh, Fosanotti game, um, the early game in Italy. And it was a uh, good time for us Aussies here in Australia where um, we could uh, crack open a nice Peroni or a Moretti or a Manabera um, at 10.30 of an evening on a Sunday night, kick back and watch the game. Um, So hopefully there's a few more of those to come in uh, the rest of the season. But let's get into it. I'll get Juventino Mark and we can get straight into it. Pronto, pronto, pronto. Is this Mark? You've been 10 Mark? <laughs> oh. uh, Ricardo, good evening. Uh, I'm going to straight up come out with a question. Did you ever follow, especially when it first started, Yeah. the Hyundai, as it was known then, Hyundai A-League, the Australia's version, oh, Australia's soccer league when it started in 2006? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Definitely did. Do you remember what the uh, the slogan was when the A-League launched? I don't expect you to, but if you do, I'll oh, be very impressed. In A-League. 2006, it was a great, great slogan. Oh. Just, oh just bear with me because it'll be relevant. Okay. So when did the A-League start? Like uh, the former NSL, which was the old competition, to go yeah. to the A-League. Was it back in – am I guessing it's in the 2000s? 2006, it was a great time. Yeah. Straight after the World Cup. Italy won the World Cup, that's right. Yep. Italy won. Australia were eliminated by um, Australia. And the Hyundai A-League had a fantastic, it'll be very relevant for what I'm getting to. Just trust me, slogan. Do you remember what what the slogan was? Um, Four words. How many many words, like we're looking at? Four words. Four words. And the number 90 appeared twice in that slogan. The number 90? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, Mark, back in those <laughs> days at the old Olympic Park before we got to the new stadium it at was Amy. The old Olympic Park. Mate, it was many beverages uh, being drunk at one end yeah. of uh, Olympic Park, mate. So, um, no, yeah. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> well, the A-League had this great slogan back then. It was 90 minutes, 90 Emotion. Yes. Yes, now, yes, yes. Well done, Mark. I do recall it. I do recall well, it. I felt that at about 12.30 a.m. this morning with two small differences. Tell us. Maybe, maybe three. 95 <laughs> effing minutes. 95 effing emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that little guy. Hey, hey, do you know what? Uh, been, been in our, oh, been in our forties. Um, 
I had flashbacks <laughs> of uh, uh, Zubi Zureta against Roberto Baggio in the 94 World Cup there for a second <laughs> on the angle. <laughs> tell, oh, man. Tell us. Tell us. Well, look, the, the blessing is we've ended the month of February with yeah. our one and only win. My God, good to put February behind us. Yeah, isn't it funny that usually our January is a pretty poor? And that this January was okay and February was a disaster. Well, it was only six weeks ago we placed Rosie Nine and beat them four 0 Today they oh. were leading two one after thirty two or after twenty seven minutes. Do, do you know, Mark, what I noticed <laughs> in this game from the start was how poor were we in that first thirty five minutes? Oh, it's it was pretty it, pretty in, poor. In many ways scoring in the Third minute mm. by Vladovic. What a strike to get! To it that, it was a great lead up and great goal. Yep. Yeah, and great assist as well by yeah, McKenny. McKenny. Yep. Um, but it's almost like it hit us on the bum because we then we, we saw those white shirts of Frosinone and thought that they were Los Marengues from Real Madrid. We just <laughs> sat back. Do you we know what? Ourselves, let's be honest. They were we gave them us the up. ball. Yeah, they were chopping <laughs> us. They were chop- Look, you know what, Frosinone. For what it is as a team, you got some not bad young players coming up in that team. You know, minus the Juventus players, but yeah, yeah. But they're relegation bound. Yeah, they are almost hopefully not, especially considering three of their players are U of their players. Yeah, but they leak a lot of goals. We saw that six weeks ago in the Coppa Italia, but yeah. here they were, twenty-seven minutes in, away from home, mm. leading Juventus two-one, and they. They had all the ascendancy after we scored. Um, thank God we equalised within five or so minutes. But yeah, you know, in the second half we we played better. But it wasn't until the 80th minute that we registered our third shot on goal. Do, do you it's know? Just insane. Look, it it shows that we are not mentally uh, playing as a team. I think this game no. showed all our weaknesses in the whole game. And I, you know, all the other Juventinos around the world, you can watch this game and just see where the weakness are, weaknesses are mentally as, as the players. They're not playing as a as a team under Max. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. what I feel. And just, you know, is it Alcariz, if I pronounce his name right, Alcariz? Yeah. His pres- yeah, his present, presence on the ground when he came on, I think this player needs to play from next game onwards. I'll tell you why. Very offensive player. We've been missing a very... He's capable of making something from nothing. Yeah. He's hungry. He wants to stay at Juventus, it seems. Obviously, being in the... EPL. Whole right. north of England yep. with Southampton or south of England with Southampton. Yep. It's probably not where he wants to be playing this time next year or even this time come September. Mm. Um, he wants to make the move permanent. Uh, you circulated to myself and many others in our club. He's um, his video the first few days after he signed and he just had a smile from ear to ear. He looked very, very happy. He recited a number of fellow Argentines who have the great black and white jersey. Yeah. This kid wants to stay here on June, July. Um, 
on that, we'll, we'll obviously get to it more. I yeah, think yeah. It's a certainty that he's actually going to play um, almost from the almost definitely from the start next week and beyond that with injuries to Rabio and McKenney. Yeah. Uh, but I do like what I see with him, and he needs. Did to, you see what I saw as as a, you know watching yeah. the game? Did you feel that hey, you know what, this guy is capable of going forward and actually causing yeah. a bit of havoc in the box havoc. as well? Yeah. yeah. A bit like Roberto Pereira ten or so years ago. Yeah, um, that's you know, right. Yep, um, a fellow Argentine as well. He had that sort of edge to his game. He almost a number ten type player. Yeah. So I think we need that. And it shakes things up, doesn't it? Because the yeah, McKinney, Radio Locatelli midfield, as good as it is, compared to say into Milan's midfield. No, they're uh, much better. Much better than they're much more inferior, aren't they? They are, Mark. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We'll get right into it. We'll dissect it. We'll talk about it because there's much to talk about, especially with um, individuals in our team that are not performing well at all. So, uh, oh. Juventus three for Zanoni two. Um, Dusan is still knocking him in. He probably could have had a hat trick in this game quite easily. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, basically, third minute we scored. They scored in the 14th. They scored in the 27th. They chopped us, basically a throw-in, two passes, bang, goal. Yeah, and then, great goal, wasn't it? It was a great goal, great lead-up. And then Rugani in the 95th minute, which is, as our logo or slogan says, Fino alla fine. What can we say, Mark? 22 shots to six on target, five to two. We dominated possession, 63% to 37. Fouls, 12 to six. Yellows, two apiece. And corners, eight to three with three, one offsides going our way. So we're sitting second. Four points clear because Milan had the draw with Atalanta. Thank, thank you, Atalanta. Thank God for that. And Fosinoni yeah, is fighting relegation zone in 16th position. So... Where do we start? Because I've got a list of players that need to be talked about in this game because they went missing and they've been missing for a, a couple of weeks now, which um, I feel yeah. one or two of them don't deserve to be at the club next season. I think we should be offloading certain individuals. Yeah, yeah where do you want to start? One definitely comes to mind. Um, I actually want to start with, um, sure, some players aren't coming up or playing to the standards we expected of them or anywhere near where they were playing only 12 or so months ago. But I want to look at the manager. I know we speak okay. a lot about Mac. Yep. But this has got to be one of the worst coaching games I've seen from Mac in a long, long time. If we go back three, four, five days ago, mm. he was talking change of formation, four three three. Juventus actually had an open training session. That's right. Uh, about three or four days ago, open to the public, and he played in that game. He trialed a four-three-three, which seemed to show to all and sundry in the open. I'm changing formation. We saw that in the last two weeks when we were trailing uh, against Udinese, against Verona, when we had to go for it against Verona, and you just thought a bit like. Alcaraz is just going to do it earlier in the match or maybe even just start with it, especially with that open training session. But no, what does he then do? 
He just goes with the same old tried, not very trusted formation of three five two. Kostic on the left. We're going to talk about that, obviously. Yeah, we are definitely more. Um, the team was devoid of ideas. It just lacked imagination mm. and creativity. Um, Chiesa, our best player, maybe not the way Vlaovic is playing, but, but certainly in our top two or three players, barely touched the ball in the first opening exchanges. He looked like a frustrated figure. Mm. We saw that in a 4-3-3, performs a lot better. Um, it just... And it was just desperation stakes at the end. He threw on uh, Milik. He had Milik, Vlavic. Yildiz. Yildiz and Alcariz out there. Yep. Um, and Waya came. The, yep. the closing stages. Waya, it just seemed like desperation. And I do wonder, had Rugani not popped up in the 95th minute, mm. Would would he be looking? Would he be delaying those contract negotiations? I don't think he would have been sacked because we have a pretty impotent, scared board. Yep. I think they just stick with him. But would they really now be starting to scratch their heads, thinking, "Is he the man to lead us?" Um, especially when someone like Thiago Motta, since the yeah, new year has started, really doing well with Bologna, and we apparently, anyway. According to the media, yeah, very well linked to. So, um, so, so that's me, where I would start. I just wasn't happy yet again yeah. with Matt. So, so what do you? What, look, when you look at a manager like that being paid so highly, he's the highest paid manager in Serie A. The list of players that you got there, I mm. look at other teams and I go, well, we've got some great individual, you know, players at a club. The list is good. Could be better. Yeah. Could be better. But Mentally, these players mm. these players aren't playing for the coach. It doesn't seem that way. It does, does it? not seem that way. And you know that 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 to me is what you just said about the four three three. I I read multiple articles about him playing this system. Why didn't he do it against a lesser like team, a weaker team? Yeah. If you could say, why didn't he do it? Because why? And he doesn't have a plan B. Mm. And he hasn't cool. had one. He hasn't. He had. He said, "Well, the start of the season it looked promising, but Mark, tell me, he's reverted back to his old ways. He's stubborn. Yeah. He his press conferences are beyond pardon the expression bullshit, yeah. and he lies a lot. <laughs> he does. So where do we go now? Because I see it as if he if he gets an extension." It just shows that the club is more of a business than a football club. I want to ask you about that. Why do you think it's more if they if we were new with a leg and he is the highest paid coach? Yeah. Why do you view it as a business? Rather why than I say that? Club? Okay. We're in the forties. We've seen those great years with Lippi and all that, yeah, progression, and then obviously the scandal, that shouldn't have been a scandal, okay? Mm. But they decided to change everything. Look, the logo, great idea for the stadium. That that was a fantastic decision to do that. Oh, that was a great idea. But for me, me, I am a bit of an old school on this one. 
the logo was nothing wrong with it. You didn't go need to spend thirty million for for a someone to do two J's. I mean, a, a five year old probably could have put that together. But in saying yeah. that, it was a brand. Okay, yeah. I don't care about a brand mark. I care about a, a football club being where it needs to be. And Juventus, yep. for the history and pedigree as, as, as it's got, needs to be where it needs to be. At the moment, in the last probably, oh, since Max's last stint, I don't see nothing like that happening, mate. I feel that Juventus is more concentrating on a so-called logo and brand than a football yep. club. I know that we're competing against the Saudis with the big teams with Man City and all this. That's PSG. Well, that was bound to happen, mate. You oh, know. exactly. Once you get the petro yeah. dollars, but don't tell me. But you know, like with with us, U of fans, we're pretty. We we stick together, yeah. But please, mm. if you know the history of this football club, they're in the three hundred elite families in the world, richest families in the world. Okay. They've You're got money. The I'm talking about the family that owns the club, okay? Yep. Exor is massive on a world scale. And you're telling me that they have money to friggin' buy the players which they needed around Ronaldo, which was one or two years too late. And, mm-hmm. you know, okay, COVID, all this. Yeah, you can say what you want. was bad luck. But, Mark, this old lady needs to be with the elites of the world the Reals, the Barses, whatever you want to pick, I don't accept what's been given to us supporters for the last four to five years because it's been a biggest waste of money. It's been a lot of wasted money. Come on, And, and I think yeah. if we stick with Allegri, we'll continue to waste money. But, you know, if, if we look at this as a business, you want it to be profitable, you want it to be attractive to your investors, your investors being... People like us, yeah. fans, yeah. and literal investors, people who will put money into the club. And the only way I think you're going to do that is by being popular, uh, by getting results. And the way you get popular is by being successful on the field. And I think we've got to probably change coach and come into the 21st century. And unfortunately, he's not playing like a 21st century coach. He's probably 10, 15 years too old, uh, maybe even more. He's playing an almost a 1980s type brand of football. Um, an outdated system? It's outdated. Yeah. It's definitely outdated. Um, but we got to make do with what we've got. And, you know, we, we go on about February being a horrible Mark. Let, 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 let me read about March, Mark. Come on. You, you continue oh, talking. I'll tell you the games when you're ready. I'll oh. tell you the games. Do, do you want me I to know. go through it now? So, like, we've got Napoli on Monday, Australian time. Then we've got Atalanta at home. Atalanta. Then we've got Genoa at home, and then away to Lazio. So, looking at those four games, can you tell me, are they four wins for you? Do you think they're going to be easy wins? Not the way we played in the last month. I mean, if you look at the last month, the only really good team that we played on paper yep. was Inter. You yep. would have, a, a four or five weeks ago, the way we were playing at the end of January, yep. you would have thought, oh, we'll beat Empoli. Yeah. We'll beat Udine. Yep. We'll beat Verona. We'll beat Frosinone. Hell, we just beat them. Forni on the Coppitalia. The only one I'm worried about is Inter Milan. But Look what's we'll happened. Be, we'll, even if we lose against Inter, come the end of February, We'll still be there or thereabouts in terms of the title race. 
Now, Bologna kept on winning. Thank mm. God, Milan and or less than Atalanta haven't. Drop, drop so we, points, yeah. We're hanging on to second place really by virtue of their failures mm. and ours, but their failures more than anything. But Bologna, that second or fifth spot, there's only, I mean, Atalanta could be fourth by the end of this week if they beat Inter. I wouldn't yeah. rule that out the way Inter's you know, going to start changing priorities, i.e. focus on the Champions League because they've pretty much got one hand on the school deck already. That's right. Uh, it's really, really tight. And four or five weeks ago, it looked like a two-horse race and the rest were way, way back. And it was a matter of can we hopefully maybe win the school deck? So now it's a complete change in direction and saying, oh, can we hopefully maybe remain in the top four? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and didn't I say that? Didn't I say to hot. you guys, Mark? Didn't I say that at the start? We were talking about predictions and stuff like that. And I said to you guys, you guys go. Now we should be fighting for the title, which is every right to say that because of the list we've got. But for me, yeah, I still wasn't convinced with Max's idea going forward. Yeah. And and the so reality, no, yeah. And the reality is, I I'm more frustrated that Max continually plays Kostic. You've got Ealing Jr. and you've got other players there that can come into that role. Then he's playing players still out of position, i.e., just, well, last night's game, our time, he could have reverted McKinney to a right-back position going forward. There was better ways of playing a system where I felt that, like, players like Kostic, Rabiot, until he got the injured, he was injured, he, he's been missing. I don't he know. He's done a backflip on his uh, from last year. Tell me if I'm wrong on that, Mark. I, you're not wrong at all. I actually think, if I'm going to sound yeah. somewhat cynical, I think he's done a deal with some club that we don't know about. Yet. I think Boyne. He's, he's going to go to Boyne, I reckon. Yeah. And he's checked out. Yep. He doesn't really care anymore. He's probably preserving his body, whatever it is, mm. for the Euros. And I think he, we've always said he's, he's very much a mental uh, – his form is dictated by his mental state. Yeah. And if he's checked out, if his motivation isn't there, he just doesn't perform. No. And we haven't really seen that since about late last year, three or seven months. Yeah, he was on fire um, last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, he's been injured and whatnot, but it just seems like he's not there. I know you're a big fan of Locatelli, but I don't he's think been he's been, he's been very disappointed. He's been very disappointed. Very disappointing. Yeah. McKinney's probably been not probably he's been our best midfielder. He has been in, in full credit to him because obviously yeah. he was you know out going and then he's come back and he's you know reinvented the Who wheel in a way. That six yeah. months ago. No, <laughs> no. But can I just yeah. mention about Kostic now? Oh, please. I still don't understand how this guy continually gets a starting. Gong, and uh, we got players like Ilin Jr. I even put Weyer to, like, I think Weyer's been injured on and off. There's rumours now that he's going to be sold off, but I feel for him too, in a way. I think he's got a lot of potential. And I will put Sandro being played for our games this season, where I don't understand how he can get it. Gig is his final season and he still continues playing. But Kostic and Rabio for me with Locatelli. And I'm going to mention Chiesa. 
Kiesa yeah. needs to stop whinging. It's becoming like a Barella. Sorry to the U of A fans out there, but I'm just being honest to you, mate. Really? He's, he's, he's starting to whinge a bit too much. He well, was he was thought, very disappointing. I thought he was very disappointing. Justified to though. Yeah. He's been playing out of position. He's the star player. You'd revolve the team around him. Yeah, but this guy's got pace to burn. He's capable of doing anything. We've seen it before, but his value is very much diminishing. Okay, so I'm just giving a scenario here, right? So what happens if we – I think he's got one year left or he's basically on his last year. I could be wrong on this. Uh, no, one year. So after his contract ends uh, 30 June 2025. Okay, so just to say, say something, I'm just going to mention this. What happens if we sell him? If we because sell it could, him. could happen, could happen. Oh, definitely could. If we don't renew, what's he worth? We probably want to sell. What's he worth? You'd like to think fifty or sixty million. You would not get fifty, sixty million right now for him. Not of the way. No, way. I, I reckon he's worth. Th- like clubs will say 30, 35, 40 maximum. Forty. Yeah. At his age, at what he's come off, I just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I only wish. That he would put the ball in the back of the net now, moving forward for the next how many games left of the season? Because he, he's pivotal on where Juventus oh. will finish in the top four, and how Italy will go in the Euros. That's, that that <laughs> is right, and we we need him to be Chiesa, yeah. Absolutely. I just, I just, I just think his mentality and his attitude has been wrong for the last couple of games. But in saying that, you're 100 right. Max doesn't play him in his right position, like yeah. i.e. You know other players. Yeah. So yeah. we got we got to really like I think this next month's going to show if we make it or if break it. it. Huge matches. I mean, yeah. You know, Napoli have got a new coach. I, I watched their game against Barcelona. You could see their new coach is essentially was part of Sardi and Spalletti's coaching team, so he knows the way. Napoli like to play possession type football, keep the ball so on and so forth, and they grew against Barcelona, and in some ways were almost unlucky just to draw. They were very lucky this morning against. Oh, I've just had a mental blank. I think they can. They were leading one nil, mm. and they conceded a goal in the ninety sixth minute against. I believe it was Verona. Um, no, Cagliari. My apologies. Yeah. They're playing at the Maradona next week. They'll be very, very fired up. They'll probably, you know, they'll have a full week now with their coach, Galzana, in which yeah. he'll drill into them the, the old style of play and so forth. Who knows what Napoli we're going to get. We always know that we struggle against Atalanta, who we've got straight He's, after That's that. a bogey team, like, like, like bogey. Lazio in the past. Yeah. And Lazio at the end of the month. Um, so, so uh, like, like I'm not, I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all that we'll get a result in this game. After this, the last night's game, our time, it, you cannot guarantee Juventus will go and get three points because it ain't going to happen, no. mate. Not, it, not at the Maradona. No, 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 no. So, no. in saying that, Mark, um, I, I thought that the first half was. Pretty much poor as one of the worst yep. 
first halves I've seen Juventus play all season. Knowing yeah, the, the calibre of players that we had on the ground. Mm. Yeah, the only real positive were McKenny and Vlaovic in that first half. And, and, they both... and, and you're right, and I'm going to give a round of applause to Vlaovic because he could have been the Vlaovic that was off, you know, like because yeah. we, we, were, we were playing poor. So the, the ball that yeah. he got, the way he finished, full credit to him. That second goal was sublime, wasn't oh, it? It was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. But Vlaovic could have had a hat-trick up to halftime. Yes. But yes, it, you know, it, was a, it was one of those weird games. You got four goals within the first how many minutes of <laughs> first half. And then Juventus, like, I, I, I just don't understand how they can just switch it off like that. But that's, it's their mental state. This. I think it was like the coach saying, sit back now, let's try and defend this lead. But you've still got 87 minutes to play without stoppages. I mean, that's an awfully long period of time. Mm-hmm. Go for it. You know the frozen on elite goals. They've got a shaky defence. The other thing is that I should have mentioned earlier, frozen on it for some reason today, Played a three-five-two. They never up and, and started their second choice keeper. Yeah, wouldn't you look at that and say, hmm, "Let's test this rookie out." He's, <laughs> he's not their regular keeper, and they're playing a different formation, something they shouldn't be used to. Let's go for it. But no, we we get the early goal, great. But then we sit back and give them the ascendancy, and it bites us because twenty-five minutes later, we're two-one down. Yeah, I, I couldn't work it out. And, and you know, um, I'm thinking about going forward uh, with uh, Alcaraz playing. Mm. Would you rest Locatelli and play him in that role? No, no. I think um, there's only two certainties for midfield at the moment for next week, and that is Locatelli and Alcaraz. So, yeah, Rabio came off injured in the 27th minute. Because um, of the collision with Bremer? Yeah, you come off second yeah, dislocated, best. Yep. dislocated toe. <laughs> saw the x-ray. And, and McKenny, he's got a dislocated shoulder. I know. And he's had problems so, with his shoulder in the past. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I remember Bernadette, you know, not a very good... Uh, uh, You're talking about Bert, was, the, the goat? I remember when, I remember <laughs> when the goat dislocated his shoulder in his last season. I think he was out three weeks. Yeah. So when McKenny did that, I just thought to myself, oh, great. He's going to miss two very important games at least. Napoli and Atalanta. I wouldn't be surprised if we rest him and keep him, um, try and keep him fresh until the international break mm. and maybe even cynically say to the US national team, oh, he's not 100% keep him here in Torino yeah. and he's ready at the end of the month for when we play Lazio, I think. Um, but that's a pretty reasonably serious injury. So back to your midfield, gosh, we might be starting mid-Esti. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Napoli. Well, why can't we play like a uh, Ineling Jr. or someone... In why the... can't we play a 4-4-2? Why don't we? Why can't we play Chiesa and Ealing Jr. on the flank? Yep. Yildiz and Vlaovic up front and just a double pivot of Alcarez and Locatelli in the middle. I know why we won't because 
we've never tried that before and you wouldn't try that away from home against Napoli of all teams. But, I mean, just go for it. No, but I think, look, Locatelli probably is due for a for a, a, a turn on the sidelines because he hasn't been playing well. His defensive side, yeah, his defensive side's been pretty poor the last couple of games. But is by it, virtue of those yeah. injuries, he will he will now play for the next month. Yeah, well, that's and good. He's hopefully, going to find some form. But he's along with Kostic. I wouldn't put him in the same category as Kostic, but he's been disappointing. Yep. What can I say, Mark? That's uh, <laughs> that's the. <laughs> This is a story so far for the last month and a bit, mate. But um, so who would you give your ADP votes for the Alessandro Del Piero votes best in this I game? I think it's sort of that, that man that you said that, you know, in the past he would have gone missing, his mental state was lacking a little, but we've really seen a different Vlavic this season. Yeah. Um, he, especially since the turn of the year, has been extremely positive. He's finding the back of the net. He's being clinical, ruthless, all of that. He's just, I think he's on 16 goals now for the season, second only to Martinez. Mm. If he keeps this up, he'll probably get to 25 goals, maybe. Yeah, he'll take by the season. Flavich for me, as you say, he could have got a hat trick. He, um, he, in some ways, assisted Rugani's goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, and an honourable mention to McKenny. Yeah, McKenny's been good. Both Lavich's goals and six tackles, two interceptions, I think. So he had a very good defensive shift as well. Yeah, and I think McKenny gave two assists in this game as well. Mm-hmm. I read something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, Mark, I've got to go with you, mate. Dusan, yeah. He, he, as long as he continues doing this, he's, no complaints from me, mate. And I don't think a lot of UV fans can complain because... Not at all. Yeah, you know, he's missed those couple of penalties here and there, but, mate, if he keeps scoring goals like the way he is, uh, yeah, that that's no issue. But um, what about the worst? Because there's a couple here that I can mention, but um, what's one that really stuck in your mind in this game? Oh, it's just Mr. Consistency, or should I say Mr. Inconsistency. I think it's three weeks in a row I've given it to Philip Kostic, and I'm going to continue with that. He just looked... Devoid of ideas. I think he got one cross in this game. He's just a shadow of the player he was 12, 13, 14 months ago. Yeah. I really think... He's, I, he's fallen off the pitch. He's fallen off the pitch. I'm baffled why he continues to start when Kambiasta could be playing on the left, Waya could be playing on the right. Totally or, uh, Junior plays on the left in his place. And Cambiasso stays on the right. I just, I, I do not know why. I'm truly puzzled why he continues to start when he has been so bad. Mark, double banger, mate. Because Kostich for me, mate. Exit door coming up, mate. Because honestly, at his age, if he can't perform every second game, and we rely on the crosses and stuff like that. It ain't happening. I think he's on his way. That's that's just uh, my opinion on that one. But um, yeah. So pretty much we've got Napoli next week. Yeah, uh, Monday morning Australian Eastern Standard Time at six forty-five a.m. 
mate, it's it's got to be a win. Win has to be a win, but knowing Juventus, it can be just it could be a win or it can be a heavy loss, and we just don't want to um, cop something like that, uh, especially on the run home, which is going to be pretty difficult for our team because we've got a oh, difficult run home. Yeah, we do, yeah. mate. And uh, I'm not look, yeah. I'm not looking forward to um, the big ones, but again, Napoli is always a uh, great game, and let's hope um, they do some. You, you can only hope. But Mark, no, what do you reckon, mate? We need a bit of a cushion without notice. Got anything? No you, you got anything for the our listeners? I do. We've been so so caught up in the uh, the month of February or the February flop that we haven't actually talked about. I think tonight was the first time we really started to talk about our January signing. Carlos Alcaraz is joined from Southampton on loan. It becomes an option to buy for, depending on the reports you read, give or take about $45 million. He obviously has got a lot to prove. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the signing? And what do you think of the option to buy? Because it's a pretty hefty price tag, but he is young and... He's got some reasonably impressive numbers with Southampton, who he joined in January of last year in the um, in the winter transfer season last year. What do you think of the signing? Okay, My, what I think, I think it was a a surprise for me. But in saying that, um, mm. I, I I like his presence, present on the ground. But what I mean is, he looks, he wants the ball. You know, you know when you see a player that wants the ball, that that's when you know. Hang on a minute, D- different kettle of fish here. He's able to do something with it. That's what he looks. He looks yeah. hungry for it, and he he's o- offensive, not defensive. Offensive, which we've been looking for in in, in our midfield, basically. So I feel he's yeah. got a lot to offer. I feel like this game was perfect for him to start. Yep. And, he, and he didn't get the full game, but I think it's a very good good move. The mm-hmm. the price tag, I don't think he's worth the 40, 45. I think he's worth between 30 to 35. Yeah. I, I don't I would be surprised if Juventus doesn't underball that figure. Yeah, so we so should, I think. But if there's other teams after him, we're we're in trouble. Because it'll be yeah. a bit of a bidding war there, Bing but um, yeah. yeah, I just I just hope yeah. that we see more of him playing. And Max is a type of coach you just don't know, Mark. So yeah, yeah I, I, I like him. I like yeah. him. I want to see more of him. And you know what? He's that's a good signing for us in January. It's not a bad signing. It's yeah. um, low risk, potentially high reward. If it were, if it doesn't work out. We just send him back here. I think the loan fee something like three or four million. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't work out, we just send him back to Southampton. Yep. If it sort of works out, we will, as you've said, I think try and say to Southampton, look, we don't think he's worth 40, 45 million. We yep. think it's maybe half or two thirds of that, 25, 30, say. Uh, and if Southampton. 
agree. I've also read reports that we uh, we're in negotiations with Southampton, something along the lines of another further twelve months um, loan, but then it becomes an obligation. I don't know if that's necessarily good because what if we give him twelve months and he's a flop? Then we're obligated to buy him, and not only that, but for maybe. God knows whatever the price is, $35, $40 million. Yeah. Um, What's interesting for me here is that when he went from Argentina, I think it was the Racing Club, to Southampton, he only cost something like £12 million, yep. give or take. Don't quote me on that, but it wasn't a lot. It was, call it, say, €15 million. Euros. He went to Southampton. He played the second half of last season. In the Premier League, he got a handful of assists and goals. He looked pretty good, but they were relegated. They went down to the championship, and he was pretty good for them as well, but by no means their star player either. Um, so I just when I looked at it, I thought, why is Southampton basically telling us, if you want to sign him permanently, you've got to pay three to four times as much as what we paid for him, you'd expect to pay three to four times as much if the player is outstanding. Um, but you'd hope that if it kind of works out that Juventus does what Juventus is actually good at doing, yeah. and that is negotiating a decent deal and saying, look, we don't think he's worth 40 or 45. We also hope that the player says, I really want to stay here and we can you know, come to some sort of an agreement mm. between... 20 and 40, you know, call it. The only, there's one issue with this, uh, Mark. Uh, knowing the Juventus owners, uh, you know, um, they need that little bit of loose change for uh, the move of uh, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton uh, coming to Ferrari, mate. And uh, just breaking <laughs> breaking news on our podcast, um, got some audio of Max uh after the game in the changing room. So uh, I don't know if you heard this uh, to our listeners. This is what happened in the changing rooms. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Roughly translated, bastados, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't do what I told you to do. With the exception of Rugani, I think he's, he's still... He's still whining and dining with Rugani and his beautiful wife. Oh, do you know what, Mark? He saved his job. He think Rugani saved his job. Or at least if I had a lady like that, negotiating table for a contract. I think Rugani would be making kids after scoring that goal, mate, because mamma mia. That's a finish that Marco Van Basten would have been Told you, mate. Zubi Zaretta, Roberto Baggio, 94 World Cup against Spania. It was deja yep. vu there, mate, for a second. It was. What a finish. Yeah, that no, was what a great a great finish. And yeah. uh, compliments to Rugani because, you know what, I feel for him, you know, when you've got players like Sandro and other players that probably shouldn't be playing when he deserves to be playing because he's been pretty yeah. good, pretty consistent. And, uh, mate, in saying that, Mark, I want to uh, hit the next uh, segment of the podcast. I was thinking that we could talk a little bit about um, a little bit about the rumors that are going around, especially like we mentioned it before with Rabio. You know, like the big one is uh, Boyne. Boyne are really um, 
they're really into him. So it's it's it, it sure might enough. might happen. But um, I want to talk about the rumor about Bremer. Manchester United mm. are, are going to come in during the summer with a big bid. Now, a question, yeah, yeah, question to you: If they came with a seventy or eighty million euro bid, would you sell him? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell him. But everyone's got a price. Um, so you, you you want to take the seventy or eighty million for him? You know, oh, I know we no, paid fifty. No. I think fifty. No, 55. So, well, that's probably that's what I'll give you a few reasons as to why I wouldn't sell him for seventy or eighty. Um, it's not a huge profit. We bought him for fifty. Yep. So if we sell him for seventy, it's Twenty million. It's, it's bugger all, and I think he's a much better defender now yeah. than he was with Torino. He was very good with Torino, but he's now proven that he can be a defender for one of the best teams in Italy, and he, he's kept a lot of big name strikers. Most recently, for instance, Martinez. Yeah. Um, in his back pocket, so I don't think seventy is the right figure. I don't even know if eighty is. And no disrespect to Man United. But we know how desperate they are. Yeah. They're really, they're not even a top four team anymore, mm. or maybe just about a top four team in the EPL. We need to play on that desperation, I yeah. think. We also need to um, put that Premier League tax, for want of a better word, yeah. on this transfer if we're going to sell him. And by that, I mean charge them over because they seem to, Premier League teams seem to not be afraid to pay over. Yeah. Uh, especially Man United. So if they offer even 80, I'd be saying, look, you're getting close, but this figure, if you want if you want Bremer to be a Man United player, transfer fee's got to have a one in front of it. Don't oh, bother to Unless it's, it's 100 million oh. minimum. When you come back to us with something with a one in front of it, we'll have a good close look at it. It's not oh. to say we will sell, but it's got to have a, a one in front of it. What I'm looking for essentially here is double the money. Um, double it. Because Bremen's been a very, he's our best defender by a country mile. Danilo is our second best defender, but he's getting old. Mm. So we got to be, we got to play their game and say, guys, you're desperate. You've got the money. Um, put your money where your mouth is. All right. And yeah, All right. I'd, I'd hate to see Bremer go, but every player has a prize. Um, well, don't forget, mate. Out. You know, loyalty goes out 100. the door, mate. It's the moolah. It's your sordidi, mate. That's that's what counts yeah. at Juventus. We're a business. Don't forget. My next question. What would you sell for? What would you? Oh, sell me, me. Uh, no less than ninety plus. Yeah. You need to make at least yeah. forty plus on on a, on a deal like that. But yeah. my next one is uh, is it Cooper Myers? Cooper. How do you pronounce yeah. his name? You're probably better with the pronunciation from Atalanta. So they're saying that there's an agreement between both clubs. Um, what would you be happy to pay for a player like that? Uh, oh. He's got eight goals this season. He's the sort of midfielder I think we need. He's he's attack minded. He he moves forward. He he assists. He scores goals. He's still relatively young. He's only 25. Um, so he's still got a good probably five, six years in him as a elite midfielder and his best years might are still potentially to come. Yeah. Uh, he wants to stay in Italy, he said. 
So that's a real bonus for us. I'd probably pay the, the maybe not as much, but the Alcarez type money. 40, Something 45, like, 35, 40? Probably 35 or 40 um, for him. Um, maybe not 45, but... I think 40. I think 40 is going to do the deal. Yeah, 40 might... You know, we're dealing with Atalanta as well. Mm. Good riddance to them. They don't spend over. They they will get rid of their best players. They've done it time and time again. They'll do it. That's how they operate. Yep. But they don't... Um, they're not a charity either. And I think we'd probably have to give them 35 to get them interested. And then they'll probably throw a few bonuses in, you know, like once he reaches so many goals, so many assists, we get a few more million. Or Can we offload, can we, leave, can we yeah, offload uh, Moisey Keane by any chance? Or? Oh, <laughs> in the deal? He would fail his medical if we could offload him. <laughs> How can the player fail him a medical and let it go? <laughs> <laughs> Honest truth, mate. That that rat- Diego Simeone is their coach. You would have made him run a hundred laps and done a thousand push-ups. As oh. Cholo, he's no, he's a hard task master. <laughs> mate, get get on the YouTube and have a look at Moises Keane's uh, rapping and his music talents. Oh my god! No, mate, I don't now. put your kids yeah. through the torture. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um. Yeah, look. No, I like Cook Mine. I think he'd be a good replacement for Rabio. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's a perfect replacement because Rabio's on good corn. He's probably the highest pay while he's getting a year to year contract. But yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon that, that's a no brainer. If that's the case, you go for someone like that. That actually has been performing pretty well with Atalanta and in this area. The next one I was going to say to you is Sule Banachera, Co. Mm. George. Um. What would you do? Would you keep all three, sell one, buy, offload two? For me, right. Soler needs to come back. Banachetta needs to come back because I think he's a perfect, um, not replacement. You can work I with think Locatelli. He's a Locatelli replacement. Yeah. And then Kyle George, well, what do you got to lose? I mean, he came off a pretty serious knee injury that he's going to cost probably not much to resign him. But what would you do? Oh, so I'd, I'd keep Sule, I'd bring him back. Yep. Uh, and depending on what we do with Chiesa, if we, for instance, sell Chiesa, mm. uh, he's starting uh, for us. But in a chair, I'd bring him back yeah. and essentially tell Locatelli, this kid's now breathing down your neck, so it's make or break time, boy. Mm. And... Ease Baranachea into the team, and if he excels in that position, I'll then look at selling Locatelli in a year or 18 months' time. KO George is an interesting one. I'd probably leave the kid on loan at Frosinone for another season to get more confidence, yep. and then reassessing in you know June 2025 after he's had. One transition year with Rosinone being this year after that horrific injury, and then one full year, yeah. and hopefully a positive one next year with Rosinone, and then seeing what you do. I think that's a real wait and see. Soleil and Baranache are a bit more of a no brainer for me. Baranache uh, is a really interesting one for me. I think he's playing very, very well at Rosinone. His so stats, well his stats have been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so well, in fact, that I'm starting to think, is he the future? And 
Locatelli to pass. Just the way Locatelli. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried with Locatelli. I think that even with Max, how Max plays him in that role too, I don't. Like, we know he's capable of going forward and scoring goals too, but he's, he really hasn't had yeah. much opportunity to, to do that under Max. And uh, that's been really disappointing to us fans that, you know, we see him the national yeah. team and that. And then previously, when it was at Sosolo too, it was, he's capable of scoring. He's capable of scoring. Yeah. But we just aren't seeing that under that system. And that's the problem. Yeah. We're, if we get another manager, uh, you know, Tiago comes and... and Whoever it is, if it's Paladino or whatever, but in saying that right now, um, I really feel that Locatelli is in a not a good spot at the moment. Hopefully, he can not, change that. No. Yeah, yeah. Especially the defensive side, he usually is quite good on his defensive side, and uh, he's been pretty poor. But um, all right. Uh, and also, to I just want to put this across to you. Moisey Keane, Sandro, DeCilio, Costage, Rebio, and Pinzoio. Pinzoio? Pinzoio? Pinzoio, yeah. yeah. The coffee maker? I, I want them to all leave. I've had enough of them. That's just Say me. those names again. Yeah, Pinzoio, Pinzoio especially. I'm just sick of him looking at, at the sideline with his face. I just, how does this guy get really 300,000 or 250 for doing nothing? But in saying that, Rebio, Costage, DeCilio, Sandro, and Keane, they can go. I don't really care. That's it. Yeah, I think they're all. I think they're all definitely going. The question mark might be Rabio, but I think he's got to go. Yeah, um, he's not living up to his price tag, and I just I go back to the point I made earlier. I think he's checked out because something has happened that we don't know about. I think he's signed pre-contract agreement or something like that. Yeah, free transfer. Yeah, yeah. pre-agreement, and he's checked out. And checked he's just out. Checked out. Yeah. Insane that, yeah. My word, he's, he's just got to. He's got to go now. He's got to be. I don't understand why he continues to start. Oh, I don't get he's it. Like I mean, please help me on that one, mate, because I just don't understand that one. So that's a great mystery, Max. But now yeah, it's the time of the week. Fire it up, Carl Mickey. Bit, bit of uh, Tommy Gahard on the drums, mate. Come on. Oh, by the way. So Ricardo's rant, and also just the week in rock. Uh, Tommy Lee had an operation on his on his wrists, so he's officially now pain free. If uh, you know the any Molly Crew fans out there, but um, my rant <laughs> rant of the week goes out to Max. Alamarona, <laughs> me and Max, what are you doing to us fans? Um, bit of a bit of a cock tease this week, mate. Sorry, I had to pop that one out. The four-three-three system, you know, talk it up, talk it up. And what do you do, Max? Uh, you're like a hemorrhoid, mate. You know, like revert to old ways, mate. I mean, this is like the uh, ex-girlfriend ain't the same as the first time, mate. And uh, Max, um, you need the honey uh, de casa smack across the head a couple of times, mate. But um. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't acceptable, mate. And that was crap. Fozzanoni, mate. Where is Fozzanoni? I don't even know where it is on the map. Sorry to uh, Fozzanoni if it's a town, whatever. But, mate, seriously, with the list of plays that you got and you and that performance, I was hitting the seventh uh, Peroni red 
before the first half. That's how boring the game was. Um, and I was by the second half, I was ripping at the Magnesi, mate, because you're making me sick. Have I should have done, mate? But Max, you cop my rant of the week, and I, I don't know, mate. If they sign an extension to you, man, I might honor, mate. I don't know what I'll do, but that's that's my round of the week, mate. Mark, please help us. Um, what can I say, mate? What can you say? Well, what can I? What I can say is is this, and uh, I'm going to copy and paste something our very uh, well regarded, well respected member Frank Calabria said on our chat this morning, and that is this: Allegri is the first Serie A coach to reach a 1,000 points, including when only two points per win, with 301 wins, 99 draws, 96 losses. Okay. What a joke of a legend. Okay. He <laughs> gets, an, he gets an applause because that's, it is a, it's, a, it's a milestone, yeah? It's like a no-mean feat, okay? That's all he's getting yeah. in this podcast. Sorry, guys, but... <laughs> It ain't happening because uh, Fuzzanoni, man. I mean, please. Nah. I mean, and you got a, you got a lot of those wins when. Oh, no disrespect, but when Juventus was head and shoulders way above anyone else in the you know the era of 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, when Napoli challenged us to a certain extent. Inter challenged us to a certain extent, but we were well yeah, miles of, above them. miles ahead of them. And then we bought Ronaldo and made it even well. Ironically, it went the yeah. other way, but that's the Ronaldo reason. project but, was it was sad oh, because of the because co- of COVID. It it yeah, really it, set it, us back big time. Didn't so, work out. Yeah. yeah. So, but so I, I don't know. Um, a lot of those wins were chalked up at a time when the competition was pretty much non-existent, wasn't it? Yeah. So I don't know how much you can read into that. You know, would Allegri have got similar sort of points 30 years ago when, you know, Inter were a phenomenal team, Milan were a phenomenal team. Roma. Uh, even Roma, Lazio, Fiorentina, and Batistuta, Rui Costa, they, you know, yeah, they were all very days. good, strong teams. Would we have gotten, you know, five consecutive league titles Back then, like he did from fifteen uh, to to nineteen, I do not know. I want to throw this at you. I was um, thinking about the quality of plays that we're seeing in our generation now, and we're in our forties. To what we saw in the nineties and two thousands to today, I I think. We had probably the best players huh. on the planet because look at what Juventus when you say had. We, yeah, you, you mean Juventus or Serie A? I'm, or I'm talking Juventus and Serie A. Because right yeah. now, right Long now, the quality of players that are playing in Serie A, La Liga, and I'll put the EPL in this too. I don't think they could match it with the players that we've, we're lucky to witness in those areas. Oh, 
Am oh, I right I mean, to say it, this? I mean, that's one oh, thing that I, I, I really... I thought about this last... I know I had a couple of beers last night watching the game, but I was thinking about this in my head. I go, mate, this ain't that great, the players. Because, nah. mate, we had some phenomenal players, mate, playing at the same oh. time. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Not just not just Juventus, but... Nah, but you know, many the of our rivals. Yeah. You know... Real yeah, and Man U at the time, and then you know other teams that were pretty much dominating. I mean, they had phenomenal sides. Even the teams that were sitting second and third in their in their competitions had phenomenal players. Do you know what I mean? There was players that were playing that were headed and above better than the ones that are playing in today. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I think players uh, are, are too worried about their Twitter or X account. Uh, now it, and, it, it is, and it's sad to see and, and things like is. that. Yeah, because like, really I still remember that. as a young kid, even the eighties. Okay, mm. middle to late eighties, probably more. I mean, the players were playing with no shin pads, socks to the ankles. What did he, mate? Just to our listeners, Michel Platini was the the best player left foot on the planet at that time for Juventus. Yeah. It was, oh, it was mid, phenomenal. Early, early to mid eighties, he was. It was phenomenal, like no other. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and watch footage of him too. But I'm just saying. And then you know, the nineties, the late eighties to nineties, mate, we we got blessed with players that were phenomenal. And then you yeah. hit the mid to late nineties to the two thousands. Well, that just went up another step. It's just sad to see the decline in Serie A over the. Over the journey, and I think the 2006 scandal that shouldn't have happened, that really kicked Italian football right in the knackers. It sure did. We we never really bounced back. Milan won the Champions League, of course, in 2007. But, but it hasn't was, been the same, hasn't it, Mark? Honestly, uh, as much as this same. scandal, you can say what you want about. It. I'm talking about Italian football in the whole hasn't recovered. And and nah. you know, like you can go. I love watching Juventus in Turin and seeing, you know, certain stadiums. But the real the reality is the the stadiums are so outdated. There are only one or That's two teams good. that are making money, and the rest are just catching up and putting plastic paper over you know concrete. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, it needs a lot of work and a lot of fixing. And I only think going forward on this that it might need injection of money coming from the Middle East to fix Syria. The stadiums, especially. Yeah. Well, would they want to when they can invest in the Premier League, which has got really good stadiums, phenomenal TV yeah. deals? There's a lot of money there. You can make money. Uh, but Mark, look, look, money. look at clubs like Catania. They've got yeah. they've got the Middle Eastern money too, as well as the Aussies behind at the moment and stuff. So. There are other clubs mm. that are heading towards the same way. I mean, it just takes um, a bit of investment and then who's to say they'll come and, um, you know, we'll be back up there. But, um, look, there's just something I wanted to throw in there because I, I really admire and were lucky enough to see those players like you did. And like well, we were so fortunate. Yeah. You know, in these days, uh, yeah, we... we uh, Seeing the players that we've got, and I just scratched my head. But look, Dusan and these types of players are the future, and hopefully they can continue in Yuldies, and hopefully Ooh. we get another one or two on the way. But um, in saying that, Mark, it's that time of the week to farewell our listeners 
our loyal listeners. And good news is this week, uh, listeners, we are on Amazon Music and Podcasts. So that's pretty Fantastic. awesome because um, we'll hit more people, especially in America and North America region. Um, so, Mark, you can catch us on Anchor Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Twitter, which is X now, Instagram, and our Facebook page, uh, which is the Free Year of Antinos, and also the clubs, the JFC Melbourne Gigi Buffon. Mark, any final words before we go? I just hope that March is a lot more positive than it was in the month of February, in a footballing sense. Mm. Not a personal sense. <laughs> no, I think the game is up is going to be massive for us. Um, yeah, and uh, just a, a quick... Uh, Hello to uh, Anthony and Jess uh, with their newborn uh, boy, Phoenix. Hopefully, everything's going really well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to have a bit of a chat in the next few weeks with Ant and um, all the best to the girls. Yeah. yeah. But um, until next week, you've been listening to the three Juventinos. Thank you, Ricardo.